to Blake on Balls, a fantasy baseball podcast for exactly 10 people. I'm Blake Williger, alongside my co-host, although not... Th- oh, I screwed up. Keeping it. If you, it's <laughs> written here. You have it written down. I mean, you're oh, reading off a God. script, Blake. I added a word, and it fucked the whole oh. thing up. Although oh this God. time, not literally. I, I had to say it. It's Adam Brooks. How's it going, Adam? Uh, it's going fine. You left me on like the little elevator music that plays while I'm waiting for you to join the podcast. It's a little, little awkwardly long, you know, after our pre, I had to re-log our... into anchor the app that yeah, we use because it's been yeah. so long since I've recorded, um, on my phone. It was brought to you by anchor. <laughs> that was a, pl- <laughs> that a plug for, for anchor. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I'm excited for baseball. I also am pretty bummed about, uh, the death of Taylor Hawkins. And since, uh, uh, this is your podcast. I can talk about whatever I want, That's, and uh, yes. I, I am I'll going to to remember uh, Taylor Hawkins. Uh, he was 50 years old. Uh, he has a wife and three kids. He was best known as the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Incredibly energetic, energetic, incredibly uh, uh, positive. Uh, you know, the Foo Fighters. I'm not going to pretend to be the biggest Foo Fighters fan on the planet. I have kind of incidentally seen them like six or seven times at at like uh, uh, festivals and they open for the police once and tributes and other things because they just play all the time. But they are always better. They're always better than I think they're going to be. Um, and it's has a lot to do with Taylor Hawkins. And uh, I just again, I saw them twice in the last year, just sort of randomly. A friend of mine had tickets uh, that she couldn't use. So she gave them to me in Sacramento and then they played at a, a bottle rock festival in Napa. Uh, and both times just were, I mean, these are the best times I've seen them and uh, incredible. And uh, Taylor Hawkins uh, also um, was the drummer for Alanis Morissette for her, uh, for her first uh, a couple albums. 
Um, so he's been around for a while. And so if you don't know that, um, you can see on that Atlantis documentary, a really young Taylor Hawkins. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty interesting to, to kind of, uh, fast forward that, um, to, um, uh, to the Foo Fighters. But, uh, he is, uh, also in a band called Navarro Hawkins and Cheney, uh, uh, which is, um, two of my band with two of my favorite artists from Jane's Addiction. Uh, so he's he's got a lot of connections to a lot of the music that I love, um, and I'm still pretty bummed, pretty bummed about his death last week. And uh, and so uh, we're going to uh, uh, you don't know this yet, but our intro and outro music is uh, is uh, Foo Fighters. And I figured that I much. Think. Yeah, yes. I think you put you put two and two together. But um, <laughs> you know, this podcast is about doom and gloom. Let's um, let's move on to the baseball portion of it. It is. Wait, Adam, I only know two music related um facts and one of them is alanis morissette related which is um who the music the other musicians you mentioned taylor hawkins obviously who played with alanis morissette but the other two musicians who played on her first album were dave navarro and flea um uh, flea did play flea some did the and, then, and then also chris cheney who is the current basis for jane's addiction whenever uh-huh. they play uh, also uh was in that band as well mm-hmm. and and actually, oddly enough, the old guitarist or the old bassist for Jane's Addiction, Eric Avery, also used to tour with uh, with um, Alanis Morissette, and now oh. tours for with Garbage, who just finished a tour with Alanis Morissette. Oh anyway, wow! Lots of connections. Yes. Um, but Taylor's just one. He's one of those musicians who's everywhere. I mean, he's played with everybody. He's mm-hmm. played with like, just legends all around. I mean, if you look out, I mean, I just put all this together by looking at his. Um, uh his wikipedia but uh but i mean he's just played with everybody and he's yeah, just always available fighters, yeah he and yeah. dave just seem like such fun guys just regular yeah. type guys really cool um i know people who have run into dave Grohl in the valley um i think he lives um in encino or sherman oaks or something and uh he's always just been really cool uh he seems just like a good guy so um yeah it must be a, a tough time um for him and uh his bandmates and for all of music really because they're still they're still rocking they were still. I mean, they had a ton of tour dates on the on the calendar that are all mm-hmm. like, going to be on hiatus now or on postpone. But yeah. uh, but uh, so that was a bummer last weekend. Um, still a bummer. Uh, it takes time to process that. But um, but uh, what was not a bummer was our Phoenix weekend. There we go. <laughs> this is segue. Segue. Yes, um, we had a great time in Phoenix. Obviously, there were nine of us there. We missed you, Josh. Um, when you listen to this in uh, in May, you'll uh, you'll hear. But <laughs> That's um, we had uh, yeah, we had uh, a great time. Um, did you have any overall thoughts um, on the the weekend? I think everything went really well. It was really smooth. Uh, you know, I thought everyone was pretty flexible and cool uh, about stuff, and that made a big difference. Um, you know, we just no one really. There's like no real conflict. Um, uh, which I guess that's a low bar to set, just a bunch of <laughs> guys get together and out of conflict. But, you know, we have slightly different interests and, you know, the whole COVID layer on top of it is not make anything easier. But, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought everyone was awesome and it was so good to see so many friends like in one spot and this group of friends in particular. Um, and, uh, you know, a bunch of us did a hike, uh, did camelback hike, which was, uh, definitely more challenging than I think any of us thought it would be. Yeah, uh, grueling. Um, I do not understand how hungover bachelorette parties get up that mountain, <laughs> but 
but they do, and we passed a lot of them. Uh, on post Insta- Instagram's there to prove it. <laughs> yeah, definitely prove it. Um, there was uh, uh, what was the other? Oh, a Mastro's dinner, really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you know we uh, um, we edged out the Lakers for the best seats in the house. I mean, we did. <laughs> yes, yeah. and thank you to uh, Brad. Brad did such a great job um, planning everything that was there. So I just want to take a moment to, yeah. spe- to especially thank Brad for all of the planning that uh, that he put into it. Um, that was very nice of him. Yeah, think discovering Roosevelt Row. Yes. Uh, oh, that was fun. That, that place needed, was we cool. To, we got to go back there, and uh, we discovered this farmers market after the hike too. And that was we yeah, could definitely, um, yeah, we could definitely get back in on that. And uh, Roosevelt Row had a lot left un, undone that we uh, mm-hmm. we didn't know, and now we got a taste. So um, I think uh, there's a lot of potential. And then we didn't have baseball. You know, we, next time we're presumably we'll have baseball to go see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a uh, knockout classic. Um, that was fun. The weather was uh, nice. It wasn't too hot. Yeah, it was perfect weather. We really yeah. couldn't have asked for better weather. Uh, and that house was great. That was a perfect house for us. Uh, it really was. Uh, pool worked most of the time. <laughs> hot tub worked most of the time. <laughs> when we needed it. So it about as much as you can ask for in Airbnb. Yep. Um, so I think uh, Jason found that, right? He's the one who got the uh, I believe he did. House. I think, I think so, yeah. So, so kudos to jason mm-hmm. and then we had a, a little thing called a fantasy baseball draft as we well. did yeah we did it a little bit uh, earlier which um was helpful i think so we didn't you know end at 10 o'clock at night or whatever and everyone's just exhausted but uh it was um it was a good draft we'll go over a little bit of the results some some deals some overpays we'll talk uh other teams um kind of how they uh, are set up for the season but um did you have any were there any deals that uh, that you caught well um the people got during the draft uh as much as i hate to compliment you um uh <laughs> i uh, i really i thought i think say suzuki is is a real deal and um i think that uh you i tried to introduce him late i just i was down to you know one or two dollars that i could spend on people and one had really uh i don't know if everyone's just waiting or no or maybe people don't think he's gonna be good but i i, I think he's gonna be really good and uh i'm pretty uh, unhappy that you got him for four dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hadn't been signed at that point, but he I was, know, but it was, it was just, still known. Was so I just clearly going to be signed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I mean that, that in terms of a player that going going into the season, I mean, look, someone's going to have a, some steals, someone's going to have some busts. I mean, you just mm-hmm. you don't you don't know, but like a guy with a skill set who could just automatically be a top twenty hitter. You know, in our league specifically too, I think. Um, I don't think there's a lot of people where you can go back and be like, well, I knew that $1 player was going to be amazing. You know, mm-hmm. just, you know, you just got a $1 player cause he was available and you knew his name sort of, but Suzuki <laughs> is a, you know, what a $4 or whatever yeah, that this I guy, so. this guy could be a monster and uh, I'll be pretty pissed if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know how Simeon $23 for Marcus Simeon to Zetlin that I'm just, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what we were. We all, we all go into a coma when that happened. <laughs> I mean, the, he had the fifth most points for an offensive player in 2021. And I think Jason and I were even talking about that because we were depressed because he could have clearly been on the A's last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think being just having ever been in Oakland A, does that just depress your value? Does it just make you <laughs> not a valuable player in our league? Just to, just even if you aren't currently on the A's, but you spent like four years, three years on the A's. You, yeah, damaged I, goods. 
damage. Like Josh Donaldson probably never went for the right amount number for the right right uh, a number of dollars either. Yeah, <laughs> like an that's MVP. a bad combination. White Sox yeah. farm system, Oakland A's yeah. for a few years. That's yeah, yeah. that uh, that tanks his it's, uh the price. Good. But, um, but yeah, but, he's uh, good. He's just I think he's in his early thirties. Is he thirty one now yeah. or so? And I just think people but... in our league where those aren't, you know, fun players. I mean I think he will be. He, I think he will be good at. Um, obviously, he's switching to uh, the Rangers this year, so I'm not sure exactly how he's going to play in that park and everything. But with with Seager there and um, the other um, offensive weapons that they have, I think that uh, yeah, definitely a good deal for Zetlin to get him for for twenty three dollars. I could tell you that it would not be fun for him to be on my team, no matter how good he is. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but anyway, Zellin Zellin's got. I mean, just a, this is a little tangent, but I you know I was trying to figure out who's got the steals here. Mm. You know, Zellin. I honestly think he stole these guys, but he kept Matt Olson, and he kept and he has uh, Bo Bichette. He's got like three of the top ten offensive players from last year. Um, you know, and last year doesn't necessarily mean this year, but but uh, that's uh, that's pretty good. And they're all he got them all in the mid twenties. You know, for just not a lot of money. So yeah. Definitely. Uh, he, he went against the uh, strategy of getting the twelve one dollar players, but he's got yeah. uh yeah, he's got Olsen for twenty two, Semyon for twenty three, Bregman for twenty eight, Bobichet for twenty seven, these guys uh, are Darvish for twenty, Aaron yeah. Nola was I think was he kept for twenty three or was this his first year um, back? Um... Uh, I think he was uh I think he was off. I think he was uh, okay. just a yeah. free agent. So yeah, lots of twenty dollar players. Uh yeah. That's uh an interesting strategy. Could be yeah. could pay off for that one. Yeah. Who did you like? Who did you like as a steal in the draft? I uh, liked uh, Lance Lynn for ten dollars to Aaron. I think he's uh, he's never. I mean, he had some Cy Young talk last year, but obviously didn't pan out. But um, he is he's... like the Blake of fantasy baseball pitchers. He's what? like he is just he's uh, consistently uh, a good performer, but just oh, sort okay. of boring. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. you meant appearance yeah. wise. I'm like he's so schlubby. No, 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 no. I don't, I can't. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't care what Lance Lynn looks like, but he's just, he's consistently pretty good, but he's just, you know, just very boring. That's uh, I think he's, yeah. And I I don't know if his voice is as soothing as yours, but, but, um, thank you, Adam. He did win a championship, I believe with the Cardinals as I won, um, one championship with, uh, with the, what was my team? The Kelly Nationals or the sounds good. That's a good thing like that. Sure. Go with that. Yeah. Um, yes, and then um, we uh, we won't we don't like to compliment um, Jason on this podcast because we did that far too much last season. Although it was warranted, yeah. uh, JT Real Muto for eight dollars. Uh, yeah, he can't be twenty four dollars last I year. Know, I know. And then, you can't be giving he, yeah, Real Muto to Jason for eight dollars when he already has uh, already has Shohei Otani. He just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a bad look. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't even have that bad of a year, and yeah. it's not like he's you know really over the hill or anything yet. So that yeah. could be um, a good deal. That, uh, that I mean, Jason I paid nine dollars for Dalton Varsho, which is undoubtedly an overpay. <laughs> but um, but uh, I like him, and yeah. I picked him up last year. And then yeah. he was he's a monster at the end yeah. of the year. It's so but, fascinating. But I mean, clearly, Real Muto is better. I mean, that's like yeah. going into season, you'd rather have. JT Real Muto than yes. Dalton Varsha. Yeah, but it all depends on when players are announced and uh, when, yeah. you know, the, the, the yeah. previous player, if someone missed out on someone, they might go just that much higher on the next player yeah. or, 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 stay or you have someone like on a list, like Varsha is going to be good this year. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, I'll just go another dollar or maybe the other catcher you wanted is gone. Or I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, I feel like I got, I feel like I probably got, I think I got Varsha before Real Muto. 
and I was probably thinking Real Muto would go for more. I didn't know right. he was going to go for $8, yeah. you know, and so anyway. Yeah, there's always that pet peeve that I have too when it comes to the auction where people are saying like, bid more or something it's like you you bid more if you yeah <laughs> why are we doing i do this? that like, all the time i know i, and I, time. I hate it. it drives me crazy i know it's like, i know bid well, more. part like, of me just like driving me crazy another outfielder or whatever the position is or even like yeah you, you you're allowed to bid do it if you if you want us to bid more you do it yeah yeah although sometimes people are in a position where they spent so much money that they can't uh they cannot uh, bid anymore. They can't responsibly bid anymore. Where you, and then you have like you know Erdang sitting on thirty dollars. <laughs> um, that okay, maybe you know I don't know what he did this this year. Everyone used their money pretty much this year. Uh, yeah, I think Brad had eight dollars left over, and yeah. I had maybe yeah. like six left over. But everyone else, yeah. I think, was just either used all their money or just an extra dollar. So. Yeah, right there. Learned, yeah, learned from our lesson last year. Yeah, yeah. What about overpays? Um, you want to talk about overpays? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're I, looking at they're not a ton, you know, and so the the I mean, I kind of I, I marked in the notes here, Rysel Iglesias for eleven. I, I just he was really good. He's a good relief pitcher. I just uh, I don't put him in the you know hater uh, you know realm, mm-hmm. um, you know, or um, or the Liam Hendricks realm. You know, it, it's not he's not cons- been consistently like the top two three guy but i mean that's nitpicking you know it's fine if you aaron wants he likes that player and he wants yeah. a good reliever but um yeah and he, uh, he is he does have yeah. that job that's the thing if he stays with the yeah. angels he has the closer job he's got he the job or, yeah or, although it's debatable whether the you know he may get traded the angels are not um you know they may they're not gonna be a probably i mean they just never are so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been <laughs> they, for a they long haven't time. been for an entire uh, career of mm-hmm. Mike Trout, but um, <laughs> uh, so then uh, you know I put Clayton Kershaw twenty five, uh, but it's hard to even say that that's an overpay. He's not, he's not bad. He just he might be terrible. He's not a bad player. He just may not. Who knows what he's gonna do? You know, he's yeah. unpredictable. But twenty five is it, it's not like he paid uh, Garrett Cole money for Clayton Kershaw. Um, and Erdang didn't match this, you know, so mm-hmm. maybe Chris is kind of outbidding himself a little bit, thinking that he needed a bit a little more to get Kershaw if he wanted right. him. But, but, um, I don't know. It, it, that's, this is, um, again, not, not one that you can point, point to as like a, a terrible overpay. It could, mm-hmm. it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Maybe it's a little bit of a bad gamble, but it's not terrible. Right, and now, it just um, wonders yeah. how the Dodgers are going to use him if he yeah. you know, is going to be on the IL you know, throughout right. the season just to rest him or whatever right. he's had his, he's dealt the with 15 days. That's right. The 15, the 15 day. day. Now. Yeah. There's no more eight, no more seven days. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the one that really, when I was looking through, I was trying to find a, a real overpay. I and mean, I think bets at 56. Now that's like, if, uh, Chris had paid, uh, Cole might not, not for, uh, for Kershaw, you know, not quite as bad, but bets is very good, but had a pretty injury, uh, uh, riddled season last year, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's a risk, and you're paying the premium you could have paid for anybody else, you know. Um, now Brad let me get uh, for he, one of his protectors, let me get Freddie Freeman, who had I think more points than Betts last year. I don't know why he, I don't know what the order was, and also, you know, Betts is, is Brad's boy, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, uh, he may have just, you know, wanted him on the team, which is fine, but he paid the premium for bets. He paid, he paid the absolute most 
that bets would possibly be worth to have bets. Yeah. There was no injury discount. He did. It looks like um, in the order of the protected players, um, it looks like where did Fred? Oh, Freddie Freeman was ninth, was the ninth player who went up. That's when he um, let um, Freeman go for $45. And then um, Vets went 22nd. Yeah, um, so he may 56. have. So he gave up uh, at that point. Yeah. He just had to, you know. He had to keep his guy, keep you know. Yeah. He had he to keep his guy. So he, he probably thought that he would get bets at a bit of a discount because of the mm-hmm. injury. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I wish I knew who had that high bid on bets. I don't know. That's sure. that's something I'd love to add that column for. Yeah, for next we year should to add who, that column. Who had yeah. the high bid? It, I mean, it's a lot <laughs> some more, but that that would be. It. I mean, if, if for nothing else than this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, Just keep it's an eye perfect. on who really wanted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I I would have a lot of those high bids. Um, mm-hmm. I I bid I bid up for those. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about that a little later. Yeah. Um, who would you get some other another overpay? Yeah, um, popular on the the blue chain, popular topic lately and last year especially. Uh, Cody Bellinger, eight dollars to Aaron. I know he's hoping for a bounce back, and I I don't think that spring stats mean everything, but he has struck out now seventeen times in twenty four spring training at bats. That that's that is hard to do intentionally. That's only seven times fewer than i would strike out or you would strike out in a spring training game so he is i don't know what he's he's going through or what i think he's trying to change his stance or his swing or something again uh like the third straight year but um it is uh it is not working for him but yeah hopefully he gets that straightened out because he was um um so good two years ago three years ago yeah and um has just fallen off a cliff yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Bellinger, and then you know, like uh, I have, I might have overpaid Yelich. Who knows what, what's going on with Yelich? I bet mm-hmm. I bet eleven bucks on him. Those two guys are just you know linked in my in my uh, mm-hmm. uh, head um, because yeah. they were so good at the same time. They were like the top two players, yeah. and then they both sort of fell off a cliff. Although yeah, Yelich, I think Yelich broke his I, kneecap. So yeah, I I trust his bounce back more than than bellinger did you pay a little bit more for for him i was paid like 11 bucks for yeah. yelich yeah. yeah that's fair yeah but uh you know again it's, it's a gamble maybe not the best gamble mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and then i guess the uh, clear overpay is tebow at a dollar is <laughs> clearly an overpay because he's, he's that was dropped. that was so yeah. funny i i think yeah. about tim doing that often over the last couple of weeks and it just makes me laugh he did it so early that it just so it caught me genius. completely off guard and i laughed as everyone knows for five minutes straight i just i couldn't stop myself and then i was laughing because i was laughing it was uh yeah it was that was that was fun yeah oh tim just take taking that for all of us doing it for all of us <laughs> taking a tebow tebowing for all of us yes i remember people would do that tebowing was like tebowing yeah or whatever or like getting on a knee oh god it was the opposite of kaepernicking <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, how ironic yeah um any regrets blake do you have any regrets I have so many regrets. I have regrets in life. I have regrets in fantasy baseball. People say like that they don't regret anything. I, I cannot relate. Um, in the fantasy baseball um, draft this year, I was in a battle with Tim 
for Geo. We were bidding back and forth, and it got up to. This is for uh, Geo Gonzalez. <laughs> no, this, this is for Lucas her. Giolito, the pride. Are of, you sure? Uh, Wait, I thought yes. this was for G- Gio no. Gonzalez. Is not <laughs> the pride of Harvard Westlake? Is no, that, that would be no. Lucas Giolito. Um, oh, okay. But I we were going back and forth, and it was in 21, 22, 23. Um, I really wanted him. I think he's gonna have a great season. I thought I went to 26, and I did that stupid thing where you kind of press you hit the mouse and then you like step back or whatever and it's like okay this is it i was going to 26 and i was not going to go anymore if tim wanted to go to 27 fine he can have him at 27 but for some reason i set my number on 26 and i came back to my laptop like five seconds later and i saw that i i guess didn't click 26 and (laughs) (laughs) tim got him so that was really frustrating um it I, I wanted another ace and I obviously didn't get him. So that was, that bummed me out. Although it did allow me to bid um, $13 on Dylan Cease and uh, $11 on Tyler Malley after that. So I don't know. We'll have to just see if, if paying $24 combined for those two is better than, um, than Lucas Giolito um, over the, the course of the season. One of our, one of our listeners can, can follow along throughout the season and see if, uh, if that's one of my many regrets that uh, that that uh, I wish I uh, I wish I had done. So you or you or I have to follow along. Yeah. As, <laughs> as the two listeners of this podcast. <laughs> the, the two listeners, we, we have to follow along, and you're giving us some more homework. Yeah. Oh, great. Excellent. What uh, about you, Adam? Do you have any any regrets? Um, you know, I, I I I mean, there's some. I'm lo- now looking at this. I mean, I definitely regret not bidding. $24 on Marcus Simeon, but, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but, uh, I, you know, I went hard on the protectors. I think I, at minimum price enforced, um, I tried to get more, maybe I should have bid more. I mean, I, I really would have liked to get trout or Soto. I mean, I was just going after the big guns. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a ton of money, even though I had traded up a bunch of money. I, I had cheap keepers. So yeah, I was trying. So I, you know, I was just going on the list and trying to bid on guys and, and I didn't get Freeman. So I think I benefited from, you know, Brad probably thinking that Betts have to. He had, I have to think he thought Betts would get would get discounted because he had a subpar season last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I got Freeman for forty five. So you know, last year I wrestled Springer Springer away from somebody, and um, uh, he got hurt immediately. So I'm assuming Freeman's about to get hurt um, <laughs> as my my key off season addition. Um, I'm, I, but. You know, uh, I, you know, now I have Freeman and Springer. I mean, Springer was good when he played. He was a, you know, a three He's plus. Great. Yeah. So when he actually played, is is good. Freeman was good. So uh, over the last two years, I've kind of wrestled uh, at least one protector away from somebody um, without really paying a ton of money. I think Springer I got for thirty something, which mm-hmm. felt cheap um, last year. And then because he had a bad, I got the bets discount on him this year. So exactly. Um. I know I really, you know, I wish I had gone up a little higher on someone like Soto and just gotten one of those just lockdown, amazing, you know, players. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I was but... surprised that the bidding didn't go up as much. I thought with all of us or excuse me, nine of us um, there together, I thought we would kind of be more energized and the bidding would get higher. We've definitely had yeah. seasons where before where, you know, people go, you know, we get a couple guys in the sixties or, or yeah. a few and uh, um, or in the fifties and um, it just didn't really happen. I don't know if we were, if we were nervous to all, to all be together or, uh, yeah. or just uh, got a little more conservative. Um, 
with the yeah. money, I'm not sure, but um, it was it was really fun. It just didn't kind of go the way that uh, that I thought it would. I mean, I have yeah. a spreadsheet that I kind of go off of, and in prior seasons, I have been much more focused on it or attempted to be focused on it. As as we know, I have very um, I have um, a lot of difficulty focusing during the auction, and this year I feel like was the earliest that I've ever just kind of had to be like just throw it out and just focus on the players that I kind of wanted and not worry about, you know, Oh wait, this guy's going for less. So I should, I should bid more. I was just had to focus on the players that I wanted and and hope to get them. But um, yeah, this, this year's auction seemed, uh, it did seem different. Yeah. I think we just, I think we're, you know, again, get, we all get kind of better at price enforcing. You see there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stars and a lot of stars and scrubs teams, you know, a lot of, um, because we're just making sure no one gets those for the most part, you know, gets those really cheap, uh, good players. Yeah. Um, and so it, it kind of is, it just, it, it not, it's not that it's more or less fun. It just makes it, we're just more to the point, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like just, okay, this is going to be $60, you know, Soto is going to go for whatever, right. 60 something dollars. Like there's no way out of that or, you know, um, so uh, but very fun. I think a very one of the best drafts uh, in terms of um, people going for the appropriate value that we've ever had. I cannot find a ton of steals and I can't find a ton of yeah. overpays. <laughs> and uh, uh, Blake and I, you know, we're talking before we did the podcast. It's like someone is going to be a bust and someone's going to be a steal. I just don't think going into this or wait, maybe I said this on the podcast. I don't think going into this. <laughs> you said it uh, both. <laughs> I said it both times. I don't think yes. going uh, into the season, there's a ton of players where you're like, that guy's definitely going to be a bust. And, oh, and I'm so smart. I got this guy for a dollar. I mean, mm-hmm. I think people who are going to be amazing are people you got for a dollar because they were there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, the, and the busts are going to be bad luck. Someone gets injured or someone just falls off a cliff and there's no way you could have predicted it. No, mm-hmm. one's, no one can claim to be so smart that they knew that this player was, you know, player X was going to suck next year after being an MVP for three seasons. Yes. So. Although speaking of, speaking of busts, uh, you did let go of uh, the, one of our podcast, our, darlings, oh, the, warm podcast weather pitcher. the warm weather pitcher. I did not. <laughs> I know. I let him go. He's already injured. I, I feel terrible about that. Actually. I, I, no, I, mean, I nor- well, <laughs> no, not terrible at all. About that. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, don't at all feel terrible, but I don't want him to be injured. I don't want to sound like no. I, I want anyone to be injured. I, I, I don't. I, I, I hope he has a, a great season um, uh, for, Brad, for Brad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I just, yeah, I, it, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with the inconsistency. Um, so I didn't, and I saved a few bucks by yeah. by letting him go. Sure. Um. Uh, all right. And uh, you want to talk about Todd's? Uh, Todd's yeah, banking? let's talk about it. I I recently thought about it while I was um, getting ready for the pod. Todd obviously, famously, uh, kind of tanked last year, or sold off everything he could uh, possible that any, that any spare parts that people wanted. He was he was trading away, and mm-hmm. um, he acquired a couple prospect spots that he didn't really use, <laughs> which was surprising that he decided to keep uh jeter downs and kumar rocker who um aren't on any like obviously kumar rocker is um going to be eligible for the mlb draft again this year um but jeter john, downs... john rock john rocker's kid no <laughs> this is, uh... no he's the opposite he's uh <laughs> oh wait whose kid is he um brad you're listening he uh 
he's a, I think he's Hit us this. up on the official uh, yeah. text chain. No, he's the son of a, I think he was a Philadelphia Eagle or he's an Eagle coach now. Maybe he was oh. on the Chiefs. Um, I forget his name, but um, but yeah, his dad uh, his dad was a, a player in the NFL. But um, yeah, so Todd sold everything and acquired money. Um, and if you look at his team, I mean, he did obviously get a couple expensive players: Bryce Harper for fifty two, and Degrom for forty six, Bogarts for thirty dollars, Lindor for twenty two. But he really didn't like his team. Doesn't look amazing by any means. Uh, could be good. Obviously, I he know, did what but... he did. What John Fisher never did, and he signed Alex <laughs> Cobb uh, yes, for one dollar. For know, one dollar, maybe, maybe John Fisher would have signed him for one dollar. I don't know. For a dollar, it's possible. But, but um, yeah, but but yeah, you see what uh, what he did and the trades that he made with for. I mean, Bucks and look, he could be great. He could be the AL MVP if he if he stays healthy. I I believe that. But um, but yeah, you would think for the amount of um thing parts that he sold off and then you look at his team it's it's not um i mean it might be better than um than than a few teams here but um it it doesn't it definitely doesn't stand out as like oh this is worth selling off obviously if you if he wins or or starts off hot yeah that changes but i think at some point um and i i'm gonna try and say this only being as mean as necessary but maybe Todd (laughs) isn't that good at fantasy baseball (laughs) <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, I just, I mean, he's what, what sold you, off. What makes you so say many that? Times. I, I don't know. And I mean, look, I, I can't tell you that I'm that good at it. You know, I haven't made the playoffs in a couple seasons. I, you know, my team's not been a, a, a killer for a while, but yeah. do you think um, it's, but, do you think it's his 21 all time Blake of the weeks that he's gotten, or maybe the fact uh, that he's been in the league for 10 years and hasn't won? And that's is that the longest active streak now? I mean, him and it Brad is. must be tied, right? He, Are they tied? Uh, no, Brad, Brad, Todd's been Brad in the league won. one more year. Todd's been in the league oh, ten wow. years. Um, yeah. Brad and Chris joined uh, in 2013. So this is a, this is an under discussed storyline. The longest active streak is no longer Jason. Yeah, it is was... now Todd. Is mm-hmm. that it? It's that's Todd. the answer. Todd at ten, and then Brad and Chris are at nine. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! This is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, Todd maybe. has a long yeah. So maybe um, yeah, maybe we're onto something here. I didn't have the objective data to back it up. It just feels <laughs> like Todd sells every year. He tries. Um, he really tries. Tim has, has tried. Well, no, famously not, not tried. Uh, Todd true. really does try, and he's active, and we love it. And I would I would love nothing more for him to uh, to be you know active and involved in uh, in the playoff hunt this year but um but yes you you are right that uh, the there, there is that thing where maybe he just isn't very good he got lots like of former good, mets we talked uh, at, at uh, in phoenix we talked about how many former mets he has or or current like mets. a solid it's, solid strategy strategy to lot. um to win uh, <laughs> get get all the all the yeah. players that never yeah, won the, on the mets, the mets and, are so good yeah yeah um anyway i can't even talk my my team is in shambles and I haven't made the playoffs in a while, but, um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that his money, I mean, I, I I mean, I'm looking at my my team would have been the opposite, right? Like I freaking went for it and I sold, I did everything I could do to, to try and make the playoffs and failed. 
but I don't necessarily think I'm in a weaker position going into the season yes. than Todd. That is exactly I guess my that, point. That would be like a good a good comparison. I'm not saying my team's better than his or, or worse than his. It just doesn't seem on paper looking at it that it's like a standard deviation away or that the money that I didn't have made a big difference. Right. If so, you put if you put know. these two teams next to each other and you said one of these teams sold last year to uh, to to be better for this year and one of them um, one of them bought or whatever so that to lose out on yeah. money for this upcoming year which team which team you know could you figure it out which team you know, yeah. I don't think you could yeah it's um, I'm not it'll sure. be interesting to see I love this yeah. I love this this potential 2022 storyline of Adam it's a good storyline Adam versus Todd <laughs> yeah I I went for it and didn't make the playoffs he he mm-hmm. uh, sold and didn't make the playoffs mm-hmm. so uh, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. Maybe we're underestimating Todd. Maybe we uh, maybe the decade decades the longest it goes. We'll see. <laughs> um, okay, um, we're we're going long. I just do want to talk about one more thing. One more thing. It's, right. um, it's, right. it's more of a it's more of a, a a conversation starter to get the rest of the league uh, involved because it is something that I think is at least worth discussing. I'm not saying that we are going to do this. I think it's something worth discussing as a league to see if we should make a change for guys i don't i don't know what he's talking about because all he has on the spreadsheet <laughs> is 2023 rule change did not i exactly. is, i'm going off the cuff here i don't have anything is... any advanced knowledge of this everybody yes. in case so, you're curious yes um so the uh, designated hitter is now universal everyone knows this uh, it's been in the american league for 50 years now it's in the national league um i know that teams are going to be using it differently than they have in the past but i think potentially adding a position or changing one of our starting positions to a a designated designated hitter is something that is uh at least worth discussing as a league to see if we want to add that position for uh 2023 adam your initial thoughts this is the first you're hearing of this what are your initial thoughts uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pro that, you know, because we've basically put a bunch of hitters into the pool of, uh, of like, you know, uh, usable players and we should try and make the league a little deeper by adding an extra position, adding like a DH. I think it's fine. Add a, either a util or a DH just, uh, because right now there's going to be, you know, presumably, uh, you know, 15 more hitters out there that are, reasonable pickups you know or possible players you would want on your team um so that's more than one per team you know in our league uh as opposed to the guys who wouldn't have been a dh they'd be pinch hitters right i mean they'd pinch hitters or they'd be platooning or whatever hitters in the national league are now going to have full-time three four at bats a game yeah yeah now that's interesting because i wasn't thinking were you thinking of possibly adding like a roster spot yeah, I'm thinking of a roster oh, spot. Interesting, because like I was just thinking spot. of, I was thinking of using one of our. I don't know if it's the outfield position or the util spot or. Oh, and making it like and making DH that only DH. has to be a DH. Yeah. Like not a for it can't not a util not like a. You right. couldn't plug an. It's not a util spot. It's a DH spot. Yes, that's what I was. That's what I'm. Like we're I'm this is like thinking. the Edgar Martinez spot. Like we want this is like. We are we are honoring Edgar yes, Martinez. The Nelson the Nelson Cruz, the yeah. the Edgar the Chris Martinez, Davis. the the yeah. Brian K the K, the K the K Chris Davis. The, <laughs> K Chris Davis. The Chris Davis. Yes. The Harold yeah. Baines. Hall of Famer yeah. Harold Baines. 
Um, yeah. Yes, these are the players that uh, that are DHs, and I know there are going to be lots of players who obviously gain DH eligibility over the right. course of the season. But I think what's also going to be interesting is there were players who were mostly DH last year who, when they would go to National League parks, would right. play in the field, and then they get eligibility for that. Yeah, exactly. I think you're going yeah. to see less yeah. of that this year, where yep. I think Nelson Cruz sure. won't have any chance of becoming yeah. first base eligible or outfield eligible, whatever um, position he might have been, he might have acquired last year. So I think it's something to monitor. Obviously, we don't. It's not going to change anyone's strategy for for next year. So we didn't need to like settle on the rule before. I think it'll be interesting to see who gets DH eligibility throughout the season for for next year and it's something to consider yeah if it's adding a roster spot um obviously that might affect the budget i don't think really it would but um something to consider or if it's making the a util spot a dh or there's that just general outfield spot we've got the first base the corner infielder or the middle the middle infielder spots we could combine those into one and make it just an infield spot and then add a dh there's there yeah. are so many different ways to go with this and I'm totally open. I'm open to mixing this up a little bit. I think that's fine, especially yeah. I, I kinda like the idea of having a set DH spot. I really do like that. Like it, it's a position and yeah. you have to get someone who's in that position because it is now a universal position. Mm-hmm. Um and I kinda like that. I don't know. I'll see what kind of get well it, since this always works, everyone always responds with their uh their input. <laughs> Um, I'm excited yes. to see what kind of text we get as soon as everybody listens to this. Yes, they'll listen um, to it tonight, obviously. They'll listen That's what to people it do. most likely tonight. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, well, this is a blast. Cool. Uh, yeah, this is what we're back to weekly episodes. Can we commit to that, Adam? I think we can. I think we're going to be, but we have to. What else are we going to do? We have do? to. I mean, <laughs> what else are we going to do in our life? Do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think we have, uh, I have, I, you don't even know, I have a surprise in store. I have some, we're going to have some special guest stars oh, uh, uh, this year. You'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you, you're going to be on a need to know basis. Okay. Um, that's right. Yeah. I love it. But, uh, and then we'll have, and... we'll have to get the, the members of the league. Back. We you... need to get the some of them have not been on the this podcast. We yes. need to prioritize. I believe everyone um, has been on, but maybe just in like recorded interviews at the at least. I think um, it would did be. Did Aaron I ever get on? We ha- we had a whole. I have a whole. I have a whole sheet of Aaron going over Aaron's team from last year, <laughs> and I even had I even have music queued up for him. I have. We're waiting. Freaking howling at the wolf <laughs> queued up or howling uh, H- like the wolf. Like I have. I'm hungry like this. God damn it. Oh, yeah. No, I was mistaking Bark at the Moon and Is Hungry that, Like the oh, Wolf. Oh, anyway. I thought maybe weird, you got weird no. out to do like a kid. No, no, of, no. I have Hungry like, like the Wolf. Oh, okay. I have Hungry Like the Wolf queued up as his music for when we were supposed to do a podcast with him yes. in the off season. Virtually I mean, every member of the league said that they wanted to come yeah. on in the off season. Um, a handful of them even told us what they wanted to do, and we were like, oh, that's great. And then. Yeah. Uh, they didn't follow up with us. We didn't and then follow up with them, our so. our wives got used to us not podcasting once a week, yeah. and uh, that was that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so we will have uh, we'll have all of you guys on uh, as long as as long as you want to. I'm, I'm not going to force anyone. Not going to no, force anyone. I have plenty of fun just chatting with my my boring yeah! buddy uh, Blake with my, my Lance Lynn <laughs> friends. I have Lance plenty of <laughs> Oh god. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Well, that'll times. do it for. Uh, oh wait, how do I end? By the way, I, I listened to it. the episode 
um, that we did in Phoenix, and we did my a good voice, job. Con- all, we did we did a good job. My voice sounded very different, um, as if it were under the influence, and um, <laughs> it was. I was amazed at how quickly I snapped into the intro and the outro, and here I you am. You did it very well. Sober. Now you can't even. You can't already even fumbled the intro. You fumbled the intro, and now you can't remember the outro. No, I think think you asked me. You asked me if there's anything else I want to say, and then your catchphrase is "keep bouncing." Now, yes, I need to get the little tribe quit clip and just have that. Just do it. I got to find that clip from Midnight Marauders and just have that. Just take it out of your hands. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, that'll that'll do it for another episode of Blake on Balls. Adam, do you have anything else you want to add? Hey, hug your loved ones, um, and uh, and we'll be back uh, all season. We, we, we're committed to the content. All season long. We can't wait for you guys to be sick of us. <laughs> or just to not listen. <laughs> oh, sure, can't yeah, wait for you guys to not listen to our podcast. Oh, all right. It. Good night. Right. Talk to you later. See you.